Hi, welcome to Coffee and Creatives. In this season, we're discussing Twyla Tharp's Creative Habit. This week, we're talking about rituals of preparation. So prepare for this podcast by grabbing a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and enjoy the show. All right, what are you drinking? I'll go first because I never go first. I'm drinking (laughs) Dr. Pepper and um, Jack Daniels because I'm really tired. (laughs) Interesting combo. That's my... Achilles heel. Um, Becca, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking Pinot Noir from Boda Box. And I had a friend ask me one time, she was like, why do you drink alcohol in the morning when you're recording these podcasts? <laughs> I only drink wine in the evening when we have evening recording sessions. So mm-hmm. in case you thought I drank wine every morning, I do not. There's Boda your Box for Any- breakfast. <laughs> I oh, I don't drink it. I just put it in my Cheerios. They're very different things. Oh gosh, Boda Box breakfast brand, <laughs> breakfast edition. Um, yeah, I'm having some wine as well. It's a red blend from I think it's like a Portugal. It was like super cheap from Trader Joe's. So nice. Yum. I love red blends. They're so good. All right. How was your guys' week? How did you feel about the week? This creative process week the book or the week um <laughs> yes. yes yes porque yes. los dos um i really liked this chapter i felt like it was very um just for me like in this season or like in this time maybe it's because of quarantine but just like the idea of ritual and habits and like routines, I think has become so important for mm-hmm. everyone and like during quarantine and everything. So I found it really kind of interesting to think about it in like the creative aspects, but also like the other areas of my day or of my life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. especially I guess because of quarantine the so many rituals that you have set up for you that you don't really have a choice in like they're taken away and you're like oh well what is my what are my habits what are my rituals I don't have my boss or my friends setting these for me I have to set them myself and then with like all like so many changes like rituals that you have set up for yourself are like interrupted and then you're like oh well what so it was really interesting to think about um, juxtaposed to so many rituals being stripped away from your daily life and why mm-hmm. they're important. Yeah. I think for this week, it was like a pretty big impact on me creatively, just like being more aware of my rituals and my routines and then like making sure that I did them almost every day because like I got to be good for the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that was that was helpful, kind of like an accountability thing when she was talking about um, your morning routines and things like that. And it's like, oh yeah, this is good, really good. Um, so let's talk about our rituals of preparation now. So Twyla Tharp talks about her morning r- ritual, which is she wakes up at the beginning of each day at five thirty a.m. and then goes and works out for two hours. Um, but the main thing. Hardcore. And she yeah, says, so like, hardcore. people say, 
well, it's just not easy for me. And she was like, it's not easy for anybody. And yeah. I was like, oh, I've often thought that when people are like, oh, yeah, I go to the gym at 530 in the morning. I'm like, well, that's not an easy thing for me to do. She's like, it's not easy for anybody. Like, yeah. Oh, it's nuts. <laughs> Hashtag convicting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I liked yeah. how she referred to it as like, um, she referred to it a couple of times as like a click, like mm-hmm. like a button. It's like a set button. And it's like once you kind of start it, whether it's like, for her, I think it was getting in the cab or like calling the cab. Like once she does that, it's too late to turn back. Like she's done it and she's going to the gym. And I think she she mentions that like in another, like somebody else she's talking about, her friend or whatever who does yoga. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she says, repeating the routine each day in the studio induced some click that got him started talking about her friend. Or actually she was talking about, yeah. I think Stravinsky at that point. Um, Playing the Bach. Playing like the every Bach morning. fugue every morning. Yeah. yeah. Being like yeah. the start, the starter. And it was really interesting to think about because like you have to, it takes so much willpower and mental engagement to make a decision. But if it's a routine, the decision's already made. And that's like half the battle of like deciding like, am I going to yeah. go to the gym? Am I going to do this thing? But if it's a habit, like the more times you do it, the easier it gets because it eliminates the deciding part. And then what's left mm-hmm. is like, I feel like the actual like growing part. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have this friend who's like, he always says, um, the goal is to live a proactive life and not a reactive life. So if you don't like have morning routines, if you don't have he goes a little extreme with it. So I don't know if I'm totally where he is with it. It's like, you can't be reactive in anything. You have to be proactive with everything. Like, well, some things it's okay to be reactive to. But mm-hmm. like, to to like already have a plan and a habit decided to kind of, you know, help yourself. Um, yeah. To go. Well, especially now for a lot of people that have like more time than ever and like, like, I get decision, what is it, decision fatigue all the time. Like, mm-hmm. if I have too much time, like, oh, I could do this or I could do this. But if you just, like, know what you're going to do. Yeah, and you have because, Yeah, it just, it makes life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one but of the But it's the things. forming of the habits that's, like, the difficult part. But then mm-hmm. once you have them formed, it kind of, like, like, I think about, like, teaching my students, like, the first month is usually the hardest because I am of school, first month of school, because I'm trying to get them, like, okay, you have to read, and you got to make time to read um, at least three times a week, and this is how you turn things in, and this is how you do that, and it's, like, I don't know, it's, like, a fighting a bear like every morning but then like Mm -hmm. after that the class almost just runs itself I don't have to do any real classroom management or like remind them of their assignments they just know but yeah it's so hard that first month but it has so much payoff for the rest of the year my goal is to work as hard as possible the first month and then to not work at all for the rest of the year (laughs) um but like uh but the same for, like, and I think about that with my students pretty easily, but when it comes to myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, that first month is going to be, like, really difficult. But then once yeah. you get through it, it, like, kind of works for you, and you don't have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, was, it made, reading this chapter made me really grateful that we did the artist way first, because <laughs> I was like, oh, some of this is just, like, I've already spent, you know, the last however many months, um 
forming the morning pages habit. And that's like, mm. I did the, I like, that's my habit. I wake up, I dr- like drink mm. my coffee, do the morning pages, then go for a walk with joy or run. Um, and I don't that's think so I good. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Great job. I think I did that like twice this past <laughs> did week. Did that though, sound just bitter? Great job. <laughs> so, um, talking about morning routines. So, like, right now, most mornings I try to wake up, do my morning pages, drink coffee, and then go for a walk or a run with Joy, my daughter. Um, I don't always do that. It's not always, like, but that's my goal. Uh, what about you, Becca? What Do you have a morning routine? Um, this week I tried changing some things up just to kind of like see right. because the way my routine has been is um, I just wake up when James wakes up and then I just usually work on managing him because he's usually the most difficult when he first wakes up. Um, so I tried, so I was just kind of messing around. So I tried um, waking up at six and writing right away. So I did that one. A couple days and then I tried waking up and then writing and then going for a run and I tried that one one time (laughs) 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 and um, I also tried like coffee is like a good like kickstart usually I wake up and I get James like breakfast and then I make coffee so I was like, okay, the getting James breakfast is normally like a little bit of a fiasco. So I, I also tried like setting coffee up to make right away instead of just making in the morning. Um, mm. And I think I'm still playing around with it. I don't know which one works best for me. I did like doing stuff before James wakes up, but it's like hard to get up at six. Twyla Tharp says it's hard for everyone, but it was hard for me, <laughs> especially like in the evening. I just felt very yeah. angry. Like at like, like 10 p.m. I was like, I, w- I want to murder someone. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Time to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Christina? Do you want to go over your morning routine? Um... Yeah, don't me to do it. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I usually wake up, do coffee, and try to read something. So, like, the book that I'm going through currently, I'll just, like, pick one if I have, like, a couple. Um, sometimes read my Bible during that time and then just go into whatever I'm, like, working on for that day or have to do mm-hmm. that day. And But I feel like that, like, coffee reading time is like my like sacred bubble yeah it kind of gets me going I do usually do those things in the evening like the Mm. working out or the like writing or reading and I noticed like shifting them to the morning I felt like a little bit more freedom of like oh I don't need to worry about like when I'm going to bed I need to make sure to do these things I was like oh I can do whatever yeah yeah I think Mm. it would be hard for me to read sometimes I'll read in the evening but I'm often just like so tired it's hard for me to Mm. I'm not like a nighttime writer and I kind of wish I was but I I don't do well unless I have like a a deadline or like something I have to do then I'm like okay (laughs) no choice (laughs) yeah that's why I always feel like assignments are good for me yeah they are they're great yeah 
because then it's like, oh, I don't really have time to paint, but I don't really have time to write. But when Becca's like, it's your turn to do the blog, you <laughs> yeah. gotta write your blog. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's helpful. Totally. Um, so she talks about five biggest fears, and her she talks about um how her five biggest fears are people will laugh at me. Someone has done it before. I have nothing to say. I will upset someone I love. Once executed, the idea will never be as good as it is in my mind. Did the, any of these kind of strike a chord with you? Or like be like, oh yeah, that's something that maybe I was afraid of that I haven't been able to, um, haven't been able to like put words to yet. Yeah. Yeah. Articulate. Yeah. That. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, definitely almost all of those, uh, I feel like resonated with me. I definitely resonated with not, maybe not like upsetting someone I love, maybe like, maybe it's upsetting, but maybe like what that person will think. Um, and I like how she, um, like rebuts that fear. I like when she says, you know, um, where is it? I can't even find it. I have nothing to, wait, it was, I have nothing to say. That one. Um, no, that I will upset someone I love. Well, she oh. says, you know, remind yourself that your intentions are probably n- not to do that. And also the people that, you know, love you and that you love, like, probably won't, it won't bother them like you think. Like, I don't know. I, I think I have a lot of, like, irrational fears around that, like, yeah. weirdly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, somehow your art might, like, be a commentary on them and then it'll make them upset even if you're, like, not writing about them or if they... Yeah. I mean, I think the people we're close to just can't help but affect our art. Absolutely, so that, yeah. can, that can kind of be a, like, fear. It's like, I don't want to put this out there because they'll know what I think or <laughs> feel or, you know. I, um, yeah. almost all of these, I feel like, resonated with me and were especially in the foreground because of um, doing the artist way. But um, one mm. thing I thought of today, actually, was... Um, I was listening to this sermon by Tim Keller, and he talked about um, how it was a sermon about fear and praying your fears, and he said the opposite of fear is love, and we think of the opposite of um, love being hate, but he said that like perfect love casts out all fears, and that the, like, the balm for fear is like community and love, and that's how you find safety instead of like, being isolated and focusing on yourself like in community and in being loved and that's where you find safety and fear is cast out and I just it like he was talking about our relationship with God um and the church but it made me think of like fears about art and specifically how like this community has helped so much cast out a lot of fear for me I was like oh Mm. it's the opposite of fear it's love Mm. yeah that's good yeah that's true yeah what about you, so Noah? She ta- oh, definitely the, like, once executed, the ideal will never be as good yeah. as it is in my mind. Like, I don't know. I have, like, these Caravaggio paintings in my mind oftentimes when I paint. I'm like, I just am not to Caravaggio's level yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's okay. And, like, I'll never get there if I don't 
you know, work at it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I never draw as well as I want to. I never paint as well as I want to. But, like, can still enjoy it and still find things that I, like, that I like about my paintings and things like that. Yeah, there's um, this, um, I re- actually saw this today, which is funny, but there's this, like, short little uh, speech or something that Ira Glass said. Yeah. Have you seen that? I know it. Yes. Or heard it or Like, whatever. how you, you have impeccable taste at the beginning. Yeah. And then, like, your taste is what makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And then you just need to keep on doing the work until your taste matches your abilities. You're, yeah, like, you have... You know what you like, and your taste is often so, like, good, I guess. But there's always, like, a gap. You always feel like you can never, like, be as good as what you like. And then a lot of people, like, quit in that. They, like, see that, and they're like, oh, I just, I can't do it. I'm not, I want to be like that, rather than, like, keep going. And, like, the work, the more work you do, basically, the closer you get to, like, you, you close the gap, I guess, between your work and, like, other work that you admire. I just thought that was really good. That's so interesting. Wait, so Ira Glass did, like, a like a talk, he, or...? Yeah, I don't know if it was, like, a snippet from a talk that he gave. I just, it's, you can, like, YouTube it. Just huh. YouTube, yeah. like, Ira Glass, like, mo- yeah. monologue or something. It's just, like, one or two minutes long. So it might be cut from a longer thing. Um, mm. Or I'll send it to you later. It's really good. Yeah. It is. It's really, really good. So she talks about how um, to make our habits, like to really dive into being a creative being and like have creative habits that we have um, distractions and fears or like habitual demons that invade um, the launch of every project. So we talked about kind of the fears. Um, Let's talk some about the distractions. So she has, like, all of these biggest distractions. Um, so movies, multitasking, numbers, and background music um, were some of her big, biggest ones. So She is so intense, and it's, like, a good thing. <laughs> but, like, know. reading her, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, numbers? <laughs> yeah. Like, take a break Just from like numbers? The- I think that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't even... Like, I admire her and am afraid of her. She's, like, the epitome of the sublime. (laughs) But, like, how do you take a break from numbers? How do you not... Yeah. Like, she talks about how she gets up at 5.30. Yeah, I mean, I can... It's hard for everybody in a while to give up numbers. You just have to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just... I don't know how. Like, how do you, like, go to work on time or show up for appointments? Like... (laughs) Or she takes away mirrors, too, or she takes... And she says just for, like, a week, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the movies thing, I totally get. Like, movies and TV, totally a distraction. Mm-hmm. Multitasking, that that was, like, very interesting to me when she talked about that. Because... Oh, like, yeah. oh sorry. It, sorry, it's just, like, kind of, like, a valued thing a lot of times. Multitasking, being able to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. I feel like I work better when I'm doing that but maybe not i don't know i liked the quote she had there where t.s Eliot says distracted from distractions by distractions and i was like yeah, yes i loved that this, yeah yeah did you guys um fast from any of these things did you like take a break did you go a week without anything yeah i deleted um facebook off my phone um <gasps> 
and you stole uh, mine. <laughs> no, I like I didn't. I did it on my of my own accord, That's and I didn't check the news at all for a week, um, and that was like really refreshing, which I know I like felt guilty about it because I was like, oh, I need to know what's going on in the news. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's okay for just a week. I'm just not gonna know about what has happened in the world for a week. Um, yeah, and it was really good. I When I have deleted Facebook off my phone in the past, I've, like, really, really wanted to look at it and, like, struggled with it. But I was just like, oh, the chains are gone. This is great. <laughs> Everybody is always so angry on there, and yeah. so many of them are wrong. Now I don't have to think about correcting all the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I took a break from Facebook. Um, and then I also, like, I didn't take a break from Instagram. But I didn't I either. Did, like, <laughs> but um but I did like set a limit for myself like I can't go on Instagram until I've read in the morning Mm. and that sort of boundary was helpful um and I tried to like I didn't like not watch any movies but I tried not to watch any I didn't watch any tv by myself like when I had time just to like do whatever I didn't watch I like I didn't have it on as the background when I'm folding laundry or something. Like I listened mm-hmm. to an audiobook instead. Yeah. And I but I did watch a movie with Sam, my husband. I did that exactly. <laughs> this is so funny because we didn't talk about this. I did the same yeah. thing where I didn't watch any movies or TV shows. <laughs> but I just only I always have I have a like a Monday um, date with my friend Emma where we always watch Jane the Virgin so I still did that because it's Emma time but that's <laughs> funny other stuff what about you Christina did you like um, subtract so I actually, anything or I didn't do I think I'm going to try to do this this week because I read I kind of got to the chapter later in the week mm. so I'm going to try, try to do that this week I've been like thinking about what that is but I did remember this is like totally different because it's it just is different. But when we were away a couple weeks ago, I, like, didn't look at the news, like, at all. And I just remember when we got back and I, like, started doing that again. It just, I don't know, it was weird. It was, like, it was kind of nice just to not be, I don't know. Like Becca said, you're just kind of, you don't have, you have enough, like, going on and, like, to like add that, I don't know, it was just nice to not have it. But I'm, yeah. yeah. For me, there's almost kind of like a sick sort of part of me. It's like, how bad has things gotten? What's yeah. the drama? Is right, it even right. worse now? And then you like, have but, to know. But it's also, and like, I, I think it's good to know what's going on and like, so you can affect change and to help people in need. But there's also like, at least for me, just kind of got like obsessed with just knowing what's the latest thing. Yeah. So many things are happening. And right. it just kind of became like, um, Almost like entertainment. It's like, oh, the world's going down in flames. Let yeah. me sit on my phone <laughs> yeah. and watch it happen. Get my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it can come like a little bit like self-mutilating almost at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things, one update about one thing. Like, you know the big picture of everything that's going on. Like, one little detail isn't going to change your whole mind about anything. Mm-hmm. Is that, I don't know, does that make sense or not? But. Yeah. 
for me when I'm like I really need to get into, like, like a newspaper news. once a week, like an actual newspaper. I would newspaper. love to get a newspaper, and then I could read it and know like an in-depth, like okay, these are all the things. But then I could also just like recycle it and then <laughs> not have it like sitting there where I'm like, oh, let me just let me just check the news again yeah. and again and again. Did anything happen in the yeah. past ten minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, So she had this really, really interesting story that I was super thought-provoking for me, and I was interested on your guys' thoughts about it. It was the, um, where's your pencil? Mm. And she talks about this guy, Paul Oster. Is that how you say his name? You guys know? Probably, yeah. I didn't recognize Uh. the name, but... Usually if I don't know how to say something, I just say it as authoritatively as possible. <laughs> and then if people look at me questioningly, I'm like, oh, you didn't know this? Yeah. yeah. The dictionary is wrong. <laughs> didn't you know? Um, but it talks about this guy um, who runs into Willie Mays, who um, a baseball player, I guess, right? Yeah, when he's like a kid, right? When he's, yeah, and he and he asks the guy, Mr. Mays, for his autograph, and the guy says, "Sure, like give me a pencil and I'll sign whatever." And the author, Paul Oster or however you say his name, doesn't have one, and no, like nobody around them has a pencil, so he can't get this autographed. And so, from now, from that moment on, he always made sure to carry a pencil with him, just in case, um, so that he wouldn't be caught empty-handed. And then she says. Twyla Tharp says, figure out what's your pencil, what's the thing that, what's the one tool that feeds your creativity and is so essential that without it, you feel naked and unprepared and make sure you always have that when, before you leave the house. And I thought that was really interesting and made me really think, like, what is my pencil? Like, what's the thing if I don't have it? Like, when, if I get a moment of inspiration or something that I won't be able to um, create. Yeah. Yeah, I I wish I could be like, oh, it's my notebook and pen, but it's like not, it's my phone. Like cuz I just <laughs> yeah. I keep like a notes, a running like notes of like ideas or things I don't want to forget. So it sounds like so lame, but it's probably my phone. <laughs> yeah. AKA a notebook and pen, I guess. I yeah. would like you to have like a little portable typewriter that you just pull out of your backpack oh, yeah. and then you're like that just start clicking awesome. away. I think that's what a phone is though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that's why Mine is also my phone. Um, like when I have like ideas, like there was one time, I forget where I was, but I had like three or four ideas for blogs and I just like wrote them all down in a little note section in my phone. Um, but I don't really work that well on my phone. Like I don't like I just mm. do like ideas. I don't mm-hmm. like compose really. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I I don't know. I it just doesn't really flow. Just with your little thumbs like going mm-hmm. on the little tiny dashboard. Yeah. So um I was thinking maybe I need to have like an idea notebook I bring with me. I can just like stick it in mm. my purse and just always have it there. Because I do yeah. like compose better with pen and paper than on a phone. Also, the voice memo app. Mm, I haven't good. used it in a bit, but I used to use it a lot for like ide- melodic ideas or like songs and stuff. So I didn't yeah. forget it. 
Yeah. Sometimes I'll use voice to text on my notes. And that way it's not my thumbs getting a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, so when I paint, I almost always paint from photographs that I take myself. Mm. Um, and that's like kind of part of my creative process is I take a photograph of something and then I translate that into painting. Um, so for me, it is also my phone. <laughs> We're so technologically savvy. <laughs> well, I I have one art friend who always has a sketchbook with her and always is like taking it to things. And I think that's really cool. Mm. And like, so if she goes to a Bible study, she takes her notebook with her. If she goes to a concert, she takes her sketchbook with her. If she goes like wherever she goes, she takes a sketchbook. And I think that's really neat and awesome. For me, I kind of get too wrapped up in my sketchbook to like be able to connect with the other people around me hmm. um so that's my excuse for not carrying <laughs> a sketchbook around with me there's also but, this is very selfish but i want to have like less things when i'm leaving the house like yeah. already i feel like it's um a huge effort to try to be like okay i need to have my phone and diapers and wipes and maybe like a bag in case he poops everywhere, and like an extra set of clothes for him and for me if he poops everywhere, and <laughs> snacks for him and then snacks for me. And so I'm like carrying this like giant luggage of like all these different <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. But I guess you just have like a rolling suitcase with you wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just filled That's with his poop. That's what I should do. I should just put all of my diaper bag stuff into like my rolling suitcase. <laughs> That would be so much easier. Well, I keep trying Why to get it, really? like, less and less. Like, at my go so I'm down to, like, one diaper, one thing of wipes, and my phone. And I have my wallet, like, my together with my phone. That way I can, like, fit it. And so I'm trying to, like, not backpack through Europe when I just need to go <laughs> somewhere. But So funny. Yeah. Um. Backpack through Europe. Mm -hmm. Backpack through yes. Europe with my son's poop in my backpack. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I'm just going to think about this some more. Like, what's my pencil? Is it really my phone? Should I be carrying a sketchbook around? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then she talks about building up a tolerance for solitude. So um, it's solitude without a purpose. You're alone and you don't have a good reason for putting yourself, like just to build up your tolerance for solitude. Yeah, I liked how she talked like, about how it's like the opposite of meditation. You're not trying to empty mm -hmm. yourself. You're just trying to hear yourself clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked how she talked about like lonely, the difference between alone and lonely. Like lonely is something you feel alone is just like a fact. You are alone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's very, I think, relatable right now to everyone because everyone is spending more time with themselves right now, I feel like. Yeah, I think we're all alone, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a Florence and the Machine song. <laughs> well, I'm often mistaken like I'm for her. Yeah, you I'm do alone, look kind of like her. her. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally serious. <laughs> Not kidding. So I did this. <laughs> I like after. Oh, you did? Yeah. So like after dinner one day, I just like went outside where and like Derek and James were still inside, and I was like, I'm just gonna be alone with my thoughts, and I'm gonna think my thoughts, 
I texted you guys about this. Oh, I yeah. Just, I just started, like, I was, like, feeling this really strong feeling, like, for, for a while of, like, frustration with this person. And I just started thinking about it. And I sort of started thinking about it in poetry. But it was, like, in Dr. Oh, so funny. Dr. Zeus poetry. <laughs> like, because James is, like, on a huge Dr. Seuss kick. Like, I read those books, like, I, I don't know. I read, like, 20 times a day. Um... And I was just thinking, like, I don't know. It just came out in my I head. And Dr. Seuss so poetry. Funny. Yeah. It was great. I was a big fan. Um, I did do this, too. But I did not have any um, Dr. Seuss poetry moments happen. <laughs> um, well, not, like, not everybody can be as Yeah, not ready. everybody has that. <laughs> For inspiration as I am. Yeah. Uh, there's um yeah I will I yeah I, I tend to like just think about like very strange dreams that I have when I'm like sitting by myself I'm just like why did I dream about that what was going on in my like I had a dream that I had another baby and Joy was holding the other like my new baby Joy's my daughter She's like one in, um, and some change. And she was like talking about dipping the baby in different sauces, like dip baby in like ranch, <laughs> dip baby in mustard. That's dip, so like funny. what should we dip the baby in? And she's like holding <laughs> this small child over like different buckets of sauce. <laughs> and I would like to be like, this is some deep meaning and commentary <laughs> on my life. But Maybe I just have too many sauces when I eat. <laughs> or you're just really tired. Oh, that was some deep really... sleep. Some deep REM that cycle. Very, very deep. God. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I should do this intentionally. I feel like this happens to me a lot when I'm trying to fall asleep. Um... But maybe that's a whole nother rabbit hole of like getting ideas like right when you're trying to to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Everything's so yeah. quiet. Yeah. Uh, lots of good stuff in this chapter. So um, sort of bringing it into a closing here now. Um, just like a week in review. How's your white room going? Like, what's your, how's your project going? So, I don't know. I always start with you, Becca. You want me to, you want to go, Christina? <laughs> Was that a, yeah, I'll go? Sure. Um, I'm trying to, like, remember this week. This week was, like, a little off, I think, for me, just being honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just had a lot of <laughs> distractions, not necessarily like TV and like things like that, more like I was figuring out some job stuff this week, I had some like mm -hmm. interviews and things like that. So I feel like whenever life stuff like that happens, it's really easy for me to be like, oh, I just, I don't have time to write. I don't have time to do this. I'm just like so mm -hmm. like one track minded, I guess. Um, so I'm hoping now that that's like settled, I'm hoping this week will be better. Um, I want to say there was like one day where I did 
kind of pull up some stuff that I've been wanting to work on, and that was good. I don't know if it was very productive, but I at least had it in front of my face. Yeah, I feel like I kind of did a lot of busy work this week. Well, not a lot. Um, um, yeah, this week was just kind of a lot with other jobs and my husband's taking college classes and it was his final week so he was really Mm. busy so I took point on a lot of house stuff but like I did work on my painting series and I felt like I like solidified a lot of ideas that I had like I know what I want the series to be about now and I painted on them but it uh I didn't improve the painting (laughs) if that makes sense I just kind of made a mess and I'll have to go back and fix it. <laughs> hey, that's better than not making a mess and not doing anything. Yeah. What about you, Becca? You finished your novel this week? I did, and it's published. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Copies in the mail. <laughs> um, I did work on it. I did some like character sketches and some plot. Um, mapping kind of stuff um which is good I think I need to do more of that and then I had inspiration strike and wrote a poem that wasn't Dr. Seuss but uh, (laughs) Dr. um about the same thing eventually it kind of came to me which was the first poem I've had like inspiration for in a while so that was like pretty cool it's exciting I don't know if it's ever going to be a shareable poem because it's like pretty angry poem but it was good oh, this, that it was a poem. This wasn't the one that you did on your blog? It was a different one? Oh, no, that's one I wrote Okay, back in January. Last year. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I mean, you and also like, I start, started a blog. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually After giving like, me so much crap about it, you finally... <laughs> <laughs> I, like, super really? struggled with it. Because, like, it's something See, I wanted. it is super hard. <laughs> I told you. It is hard. <laughs> It's something that I really wanted to do, but I just had a lot of fear of, like, it's not going to be as good as I want it to be, and I don't have enough good ideas yet, but Noelle talked me through over FaceTime, and I was like, okay, let's nice. start it. Yeah. yeah. Just put my one poem on there. If, and I... if you build it, they will come. The ideas will come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I maybe. think that's... Yeah. Did you that's, see that it's like, like format was loosely based off of your blog? I was like, oh, I liked how oh, Christina did hers. I didn't notice that. I have to go look back. It was at like it. very minimalistic. Hi, like I don't need yeah. to write everything about yeah. who I am. I just need to write my thoughts. I like that better. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I stole it from for you. writing blogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I think for writing blogs, that's a really good, like, yeah, because for Coffee and Creatives, when I was making that website, there's, like, so much stuff on there, and it took me a really mm. long time. But I was like, you know what? For a blog, I just, I don't want to have a bunch of stuff on there. I just want it to be my writing, so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll actually Good be job. Cool. And you can check that out by going to www.coffeeandcreatives.com. No, the co- www.coffeeandcreativesproject.com. And then you go to Becca, and there's a link. Becca's blog on her, like, little... What do you call it? Artist page. page. Yep. And I updated that. Woohoo. I know. I I checked. I went to go check to make sure that you updated it. And if you were going to update it, I was going to update it for you. That's a good sister. (laughs) Pushing you into your... (laughs) Shoving you into um, 
your creativity. Um, so to wrap up this episode this week, I thought it would be kind of fun to do some listener questions. So every Friday, I'm just going to put out on Instagram, ask us anything, and then you put those, send us your questions through that platform, and then um, we'll answer them in a podcast episode. So one of them was, what? what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? I don't know. I'm just going to pick some. Green. Green. Yeah. What about you, Christina? Uh, Probably blue. I haven't thought about that question in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite color, Noelle? Um, Probably Prussian blue, Mars black, or or cadmium yellow. (laughs) I'm feeling bad about my answer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, but I like also I, have gone back and forth between a couple couple colors in my lifetime, and James from as young as like from as soon as he could grab things always has grabbed orange things, mm. and ha- mm. is has been obsessed with orange for as long as he's been alive, and he like That's now is like favorite color orange love orange like why, why don't I have like a color I've always been obsessed with, but I really love green. Not yeah. in the way James loves orange. Yeah. Cute. Um, the last question that we're going to do for this episode is, do you guys have any negative side effects from caffeine consumption? <laughs> and the, mm. the questioner said, I got to do decaf, otherwise I get the sweats. Who's <laughs> made me think of you, Becca? <laughs> I didn't write that question. I know, I know you didn't write it, but it made me think of you because oh, yeah, you get yeah. the sweats. Yeah, I get sweaty. <laughs> I do too. But, um, but yeah. I'm okay with the sweats. And I like clench my <laughs> jaw if I drink too much. There was like a dark point in my life where I was drinking six <laughs> cups of coffee, and oh I was like gosh. way too, like way, way, way too. I'm like too intense sans coffee <laughs> plus six cups of coffee. Like I remember That's so much. <laughs> I, I was like, just people would often cry when I would correct them on things. And I was like, You're like very, a meaner person. Yeah, I'm very angry. Yeah. It just intensifies anger. So I've come to one cup and two for special days. And then mm. the anger days at a, a low yeah. broil. Yeah. Low I, boil. Not broil. I, have, I have to like have... I limit myself to two cups of coffee a day, sometimes three. But if I go above three, or if I go to three, like, I talk a lot faster. (laughs) Um, Like, I talk really, really fast. And I get very, very energetic. And I'm kind of usually a pretty, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty mellow. Mm -hmm. Like, on the outside. And the inside, I'm like, oh. But on the outside, I present this very, like, (laughs) sort of even keel. But if I had three cups of coffee, it's like let's go ah! and people are like what the heck did you do with Noel?" Oh. when i worked at a cafe there would be a lot of creep of more coffee it would be like one cup but then you're like you have to dial in the espresso machine so you just got to keep tasting it to make sure it's right and then you got to like taste the, the drip coffee every once in a while to make sure it's right and then like you don't know how much you've drunk by the end of a shift but you're like hands are shaking your jaw is clenched and you sweat through <laughs> like you're sure you're like i've only had two cups today but uh do you guys I'm have gonna... like a do you have a cutoff time like cut off like i can't do past like three o'clock yeah three, three. normally or i can't yeah. sleep 
which I hate yep. because it used to be like five o'clock and like every <laughs> year I get older, it like goes down and I'm terrified. <laughs> it's like by the time yeah. I'm going to be 50, I just won't, I'm like so scared I'm going to become one of those people that can't drink coffee anymore. I'm terrified of that happening. I remember drinking coffee in college, like in the evening. Like I'd be like, oh, seven o'clock, drink no coffee. Big deal. Then I go to bed, <laughs> then I wake up and I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Old age okay. man. Yeah. <laughs> As we all say, are all of us in our 20s? I feel like all of us are in our 20s. Um, I'm 30, thank you. 30, don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. You just have Are all of us souls. in our 20s? No, I'm the yeah, only one girl. in my 20s. Oh, wait, <laughs> me. Well, fish, Anna probably fish. is. Young I think fish, old fish. <laughs> There you go. Well, on that note, I think that's a good stopping point for this episode. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Creatives. We hope you enjoyed the show. Our theme music is by Patrick Nichols. Derek McCauley and Patrick Nichols are our sound engineers. Anna Wayne is our social media creative. Christina Nichols is our special event and guest creative. Rebecca McCauley is our writing content creative, and Noelle McManus is our creative director. To learn more about our creative journey, check out our Instagram at coffee underscore and underscore creatives or our website at www.coffeeandcreativesproject.com. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider giving us a review or rating us. One of our favorite quotes is by Aristotle, and we wanted to share it with you today. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit.